Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Uh, behind the gates uh, to our Radio Tab listeners, good morning to you. If you're there in Queensland, South Australia, the Northern Territory or Tasmania, you're wondering what is behind the gates. Well, basically, in the next 50 minutes or so, we chew the fat about Rose Hill. We solve a few problems in the world. We have a bit of fun and we appreciate the interaction from you, our listeners, on 0419 Fire a text through. We can try and read that out on the show and any queries or thoughts or winners, most importantly, that you've got today, we want to hear about them. Let's introduce the panel. Darren Flindell will be calling Rose Hill today. He's on the line. G'day, Darren. Yeah, good morning, uh, Luke. It's good to see uh, we're getting into the the Golden Slipper previews now with a couple of nice uh, two-year-olds going around, the boys in the Canterbury and the Phillies in the in the Witten Stakes. And I have to say the Witten Stakes has come up, although it's not a big field, it not, never really is, but it's a, a field stuck with quality there and very much looking forward to it. We broadcast nationally today, mate. Um, in one word, how would you describe this show, Behind the Gates? Argumentative. <laughs> yeah, that's probably pretty good. Brad Davidson, good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, argumentative, I think, has been far too kind uh, to all our radio tab listeners around the, the country. I must apologise for the next 50 minutes. Um, you probably will not understand what you're hearing. Uh, if we go into talking about dugongs or animals or remedies for jellyfish, uh, putting urine on your body, then I do apologise. But this <laughs> is what it is. It is not your normal show. It is a lot of fun and banter. Get involved on the text line. Uh, just be prepared to just lower yourself a little bit because that's what it's about here, having a bit of fun and taking the mickey out of each other. Absolutely. Yeah, Brad Davidson, our re- resident animal expert. Uh, so if you've got any issues with the dog or the cat at home, your dog's not eating, Davo can tell you how to sort that out. <coughs> Andrew Hurley, how would you describe behind the gates in one word? Loose. <laughs> yeah. How are you this morning, mate? I'm all right. Actually, I've got a bee in my bonnet, if I can just start with this. <laughs> right, mate, go on. Customer service. It's a thing of the past. Now, I'm not going to name names about organisations, but even if they're slow getting back to you because of internal system problems, how hard is it to pick up the phone and say, look, there's a delay with this, we'll come back to you within 24 hours or send an email or whatever. Isn't it just basic? And doesn't it come back to the core thing in life? And it's called manners. Anyone? I'm hearing you. I think that's too reasonable. Usually you're talking to the robot, aren't you, in this day and age? Ah, well, yeah, exactly. Mm. And, you know, you're on hold. AI, on. mate. Yeah. AI's taking over. Flindell, Everyone you're on thin to. ice. We'll have a computer calling the, the first yeah. at Rose Hill pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll get all the photos right too, Mr. AI. Oh, yes. There's nothing don't, more don't frustrating in there. There's nothing more frustrating than when you're on there. What are you calling about today? And you yell out the thing and they go, sorry, we do not understand. (laughs) Oh, what is going on? Just let me talk to somebody. Mm. Mm. I'm hearing you, boys. Um, Let's kick it off with the black cloud and the last, already getting a a few queries on the text line. Darren Flindell, um, she's a nice horse. Um, She was a bit short at 240 earlier, but she's getting back out now at 270 and she can only win in two starts. Yeah, I like her style. Uh, she's sort of a real jump and run filly. And when she was seriously challenged by Firestar on the Kenzo track last time, she dug in. She found she found plenty there. 
Uh, with this light weight, she's going to roll along. Um, I'm not sure she'll get the outright lead or not, but uh, in all likelihood she will. Uh, that for the fact Joe Pryor wants to rush her along from the Gosford Maiden to the Benchmark 64 to this 72 race today, I have to respect that. I think the scratching of Bubba's Bay further enhances her prospects. That takes a little bit of the, the pressure out of the race. But uh, I'm going for a value option, or a much a better price in any case, well, Lender. I thought uh, he's second behind Caballus um, is certainly good enough for a race like this. And his whole profile is likely raced a uh, three-year-old cult. And at around the $8, I'm sort of drawn to having an each-way ticket on him, but I really do respect uh, the Black Cloud. It's just she's a little bit short for me. She'll be my second pick. And I really like the way French Endeavour uh, has trialled leading up to this. That was a great trial at Rose Hill behind the swooper. Just worried that she might get sort of lost a little bit. She doesn't have a great deal of speed. Just depends where she can position up there from barrier one. If she can hold three fence and then sprint hard up the inside, she might blow them all out. So they're the three I'm looking at. Belinda's a good price, 12, 14 and 5, my top three. Brad Davidson? Yeah, look, I, I think the Black Cloud's going to be hard enough to beat. Obviously, 1,200 metres is a new challenge and she comes to town now off a couple of wins in easier grade. Probably around the right price, but I, I, I'm surprised Darren hasn't found this on top. I think it's a gamble of the day here on a day where a lot of the shorties are really well found. I just think French Endeavour's the easy bet on the program at Rose Hill Gardens today. Love the way she's been trialling her her run against the Phillies, Kiyomochi and Co. Last preparation where she drew wide, had to go back to the tail and, and sprint home really well was terrific. Uh, she beat Steffi Magnetica on her merits last preparation by a length and a half and went ta-ta, see you later. And double the price here, barrier one. I think this is the big uh, elephant in the room today, guys. Um, barrier one could just be worth three lengths. Uh, mm. This rail's six metres. I wish they retired it, to be honest, at Rose Hill, this six-metre rail, because sometimes I don't. it is just... Well, I'll yes, tell you but why. But, but I, know, t- I know what you're going to say, that, that you can you can plan for it. But you still. But, but certain jockeys do not flow onto it and others do, so you... You're still trying to hope that they get the rail rather than, you know, you're not, not sure, Luke. Well, I'll tell you why as well, right? I People say, oh, bias. Bias is tough if you've had a bet early and, and you get caught out and you're in the wrong spot and and you're in trouble. But Correct. bias creates a lot of value in the market, guys, um, from a, a future perspective. Uh, like if you can review a meeting, find a horse that was against the bias, you can find a lot of hidden runs. So I like to not take a leaf out of Davo's book and whinge about it. I like to use it as to my advantage, Davo. Yeah, but this is the one bias that makes it really hard, Luke, when it's when you need to be fenced in run because I've seen certain situations in the past where jockeys draw barrier one and they get off the fence when it's like worth three lengths to be on the fence. Mm. So it's just sometimes you know, you're trying to read during the day which jockeys actually know that the track's playing this way and which ones are oblivious to it because um, that's what it comes down to a lot of the time. But at least you know barrier one, you're going to be there. And I, I, I think she can hold a spot. Like, I think she's been jumping out of the gates really well. And yep. a few times last preparation, she just had to go back from the gates. So, look, I think she's the gamble of the day at the good each-way odds. Uh, her trials have been terrific. She looks to have come back great. And, and I'm, you know, I'm the Black Cloud's hard to beat, but I'm not convinced that Kabbalah's Valenda form's overly strong, personally. I just feel it was a bit soft on the clock. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I think she's clear second pick and happy to be with her at the at a good odds today. What are you saying, Hills? Um, 
I'm saying, what am I saying? Uh, yeah, <laughs> not we, much we at the moment. We ask that question every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, look, I, people probably know that I'm the biggest um, Joe Pride fan uh, running around. And if he's taking this up to a benchmark, well, from benchmark 64 to a benchmark 72, uh, then um, then that's enough for me. But going back to leader bias, etc., there was a meeting at the Valley probably six or eight weeks ago. Now. If you look at it from a, a purity perspective, it's probably not good enough that you could just get horses that run one, two. But, mate, if you work out the pattern, you just lo- load up. Now, I, I never, I seldom have a bet until the last couple of minutes of betting. Um, so, if you, you know, watching the races, you see leader bias sort of thing. As I said, it's not ideal. It probably shouldn't be that way, but there is an advantage as a punter, I, I believe. Ben from Mittagong texts the show. G'day, guys. Love the show and all the banter. If you have time, can you have a shout-out to Will and the boys who are avid listeners of the show and are playing in the Riverston Bowls triples today? So good on you guys. Um, Enjoy your day, and I hope you're back a winner. Text here about Kettle Hill, morning race car team. Uh (laughs) Yeah, I know, Hills. He's one of yours. Uh Hoping you get some thoughts on the... Tony B status. Yes. Oh, what about him last week? Oh, Tony B. It's nothing personal, but he just doesn't put in. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't even. I remember, actually, I'll just go back. When he he had his first up, was it first or second up when he won at Rose Hill? It was a Wednesday meeting, and I had seen it had been scratched about three or four times, and as soon as the market opened on three or four occasions, there was punters just launching into it. Anyway, it consequently won that day. And I thought, hang on, this horse is really going to go through its grades. Well, it hasn't. He was so disappointing at the Sunshine Coast. Oh. He didn't beat a run at home. Uh, yeah. When a five fifty, it must chance. be frustrating for connections. Like really frustrating. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely, mate. Back to Kettle, like Hill. Kettle Hill. Back to Kettle Hill. Hoping to get some thoughts on the fan favourite Kettle Hill. Uh, my friend Adrian loves this horse. That from a listener. So look, he's in race six, number one, Kettle Hill. Eleven dollars. Uh, can Polly put the kettle on today, Darren, or is it going to boil? Oh, I'd, I'd rather avoid this. I always do. First trip to Rose Hill for Kettle Hill. I'm only uh, focusing on two horses here. The two that fought out that mile race at Warwick Farm. The two imports, uh, Age of Sale and Morning Sun. They were both having their first starts here. Um, I thought on face value the the mile was going to be a little bit on the short side for both of them, and now they step up to two thousand metres. And um, I just kept watching the, the closing stages down the straight and I thought, it's very hard to favour one over the other. Um, it's a real bundle bet situation, this. Age of sale, morning sun, one of the two will win. What about you, Davo? That's a, that's a bit sick from Flindell, bundling up a 310 and 370 chance. I love that. Well, <laughs> Load well, up. <laughs> oh, Darren. Well, what could go wrong? <laughs> well, it's, an, it's an improvement, isn't it, on his early crow two weeks ago that the track would be a good four in a 35-degree day. But yeah. anyway, look, you know, we expect that from Daz. Well, weren't, um, weren't you intimating last week that there might be an upgrade of the track? They yes. downgraded <laughs> oh, it no. without any rain. Exactly, Davo. Oh, no. You put yourself in here. You, mm. you said you, you were going to take one out of the Flindell playbook and you should have just gone the soft option well I'm glad you didn't because yeah it went the other way that was a bit of a surprise guys yeah they might have put a bit too much water on that track during the week I think Um, you don't normally see that happening but you were out uh, there treating your blue bottles were you yeah the blue bottles thing (laughs) but uh, no look um, I'm I didn't didn't have him sort of right in the mix personally but 
I'm, I, I think he gets a bad rap, the horse. Kettle Hill, I, I think he's genuine and, and puts in, but I didn't have him in the mix personally here. I, I thought, like Darren, it was probably the other two, but I was with Morning Sun. I, I think they're well found, though, aren't they, guys? Like, they mm. come off a midweek race. Getting tight yeah. now. Exactly. They're very tight, but it's one of those days where a lot of them are pretty tight. But I just thought he might turn the tables on Age of Sale. He's got good draw, J-Mac, and, and Mike Sell in front of him, and you know, he's got a good record at, at the distance getting up to this trip. But it wasn't a race I was over-enthused in due to the prices. I um, I took note of, um, of uh, Duff's thoughts on Sky Out and went and had a look at the uh, the replay. I know Brad hates uh, horses coming from the back. It may not necessarily get as far back, uh, but it was jumping all over them trying to get uh, clear running, and then it got on its wrong foot, and then it um, and then it got balanced up. But I can see the yeah the two imports they were very good on debut, which is uh, not often the case. It can take a while to uh, to settle in, but uh, yeah, I thought they were very good. But Sky Out, I thought was a decent each way play. That is the sixth race. Todd from Brisbane wanted to know where Gary Portelli's Kamochi is. Um, well, Todd, I can tell you that she had a trial at Warwick Farm behind Learning to Fly uh, recently. That was uh, last week. She'll probably ha- have another one and kick off soon, mate, so just keep an eye out for her. I-, I don't think she's far away from resuming. I'm tipping he'll resume her in Sydney would be um, my best guess. Um, would you... Would you think that, Darren, that she'd sort of head down a three-year-old filly's path here in Sydney over the autumn? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm sure that was her first trial the other morning behind Learning to Fly, so yeah, it won't be too far away. Mm, she's a nice horse, Davo Kamachi. She's got that sort of very consistent Group 1, Group 2 form. Yeah, she just puts in every start. She uh, probably just needs to, to find a, another length to sort of go on with at this prep, but she's done a really good job last campaign, didn't she? Always around the mark and and uh, puts herself in races and, and just always in the finish somewhere. So, she, yep, she's always in the market and always in the finish. I feel like I own her one of her back legs because I've been on her many times and she's <clears throat> she hasn't won, but she just keeps running so well against uh, against the good ones. Uh, really, really nice filly. But, yeah, <laughs> it, that's the respect I've got for her. I just keep buttering up. Well, mate, let go of a leg and she might actually win a race for us. Flindell dragging along behind her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I've been <laughs> giving her the best kick I can. Yeah, I shall win another one, mate. Don't worry about that. Now, guys, does the name Millie Thompson mean anything to you? Nope. Nope. She's had three race rides undefeated. A listener just wow. uh, wanted to mention it on the text line. G'day, legends. Oh, good, sir. Um, how good, Millie Thompson, yesterday. She's three from three. Could quit now and forever be in the history books. Dane from Canberra. And, and that's correct, guys. She's apprenticed to Kim Moore. She won her first race ride at Tuncurry. And she rode a double yesterday at Tari. I don't think that's ever happened before. It may have. Um, a jockey starting their career three out of three. I mean, some re- really good jockeys who've ended up really good have taken a long time to actually break through. Well, she's... She's unbeaten, Darren. Can you believe that? That's extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, well done, uh, Millie. She could probably retire now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, wonder the the record books. I wonder what the streak is. I wonder what there's like a streak. Uh, I mean, we don't keep records very well in Australian racing, so I think mm. the chances of finding out would be very, very slim. But that's a, yeah, that's a remarkable effort. And hopefully now, just plotting that fourth and fifth ride to be like good things and trying to get it to like 
try get the, the streak to four or five or six, that'd be outstanding. Yeah, she's got the hat trick already. Uh, the listener goes on to ask about one destiny in the first. Uh, so we'll discuss that race next, guys. He's a he's a tough sprinter, one destiny. I think he's in a bit of pain from the draw. Um, John Sargent gave Trez a nice push on our program this morning, Brad. Yeah, look, I, I think one destiny's got a good turn of foot on his day. He just needs things to work out from that gate. But I was with Triez as well. I, I think sets up nicely, looks a bit of a target race and comes into the race at the best ratings and I think gets to the right distance range. So I think it all sets up nicely enough for Triez in the first and clearly on top for me. Yeah, I haven't got one destiny in the numbers, but I don't really want to pot it. I'm with Trez as well. I thought she chased home um, a pretty decent one at Gosford in Oceans 1 and I like the... The benchmark 64 win when resuming at Kensington, up there on the speed. Yeah, I thought with Molly Burke on, she'll push forward, probably lead or try and lead and be very hard to beat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what are they backing here, Earls? Anything? Yeah, just a favourite here. Uh, Triez, it's pretty much, they've only got eyes for it at this stage. It's not an overly busy uh, race, but um, look, 3.20, got the $3 back to 3.20. There's no real big push today, although... Uh, big happiness did go up eleven dollars. It's into seven fifty, and City and Ruler fifteen to nine. But yeah, it's not the sexiest race for punters at this stage. I think that's a good way of putting it, Hells. To be honest, <laughs> unlike yourself, great man. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I mean, what's happened to his sumo star? Is it out? Yeah, um, late, Darren, earlier. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. oh well, that that makes. I was wondering why Trez was um, so short. Right. Okay. Well, that's one less leader to worry about. One less to call today, mate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Race 7, Nick from Newcastle says, Morning, boys. Thoughts on race 7. Will Fave Robusto from Barrier 1 get caught back on the rail and need luck late? I'm going Estadio Mistea. Good luck with the multi. Thanks, Nick. Um, well, Davo, you've made the point about the inside that it could be an advantage. So I guess track pattern by this time we'll know. And um, I guess our advice to Nick would be just try and um, assess that pattern. And if you're negative on Robusto at the moment, maybe you'll have to just come back a length if it is an advantage that fence. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a, a massive tick today, any any low draw, so I, I like him, I, I think anything goes with his main danger and he came out this morning so I just think he, he finds a lovely spot on the rail and the thing with the, the fence in run bias is if it's really prevalent on the day is what happens is all those off the rail are off the bit before turning and you just you can get out so easily it's not funny so I don't see it being an issue and uh, I think he'll be awfully hard to beat. He was dominant last time, extra 100 metres, no issue, J-Max sticks. I think he, uh, out of the shorties today, probably the way he's sitting right now, because a lot of the other ones are not going to find the fence, um, he's probably the safest way to play at this stage without, without knowing how strong that uh, potential bias could be. Yeah, uh, the, uh, there's another jackpot in the big six today, 50,000, so that'll be a chunky pool. How'd you go uh, last finalize. week? Oh, sorry, it, missed, it didn't, no one got it last week, is that why it jackpot? Um, what did happen last week? I know I, I was out of play, now there was, um, uh, there was an ugly result there in the previous week, Robusto, <laughs> I left out, and um, that was very foolish of me, I won't be doing that again, of course, particularly from Barry number one. But I, I'm leaning towards the Stadio Mistea. This was, um, looks like this was a real struggle just to get this race together. Uh, the, the acceptances were so late coming out again on a Wednesday, and I think anything goes, and Aotearama were late inclusions in it. 
I keep looking at Estadio Mestalla as the most likely winner here. Fitter now. He certainly improved from that. Um, well, the first up run was good. And then um, he was sort of back and had a loop around all, all the others that couldn't keep up in the more victorious race. But I think he's got the ability to press forward now. There's a real lack of speed here. And I wouldn't be surprised if he even led today Estadio Mestalla number six. So he and Robusto are my two top picks. And... Then beyond that, I was struggling. I, I looked at Logan Street Lion, who's got a good fresh record. I'm not sure if it did enough in its trial to suggest it could win first up, but the race is really, really thin for chances, so I've got six over two. Yeah, It, do, it wasn't asked to do a lot in that trial. It's probably the last, what was it, 400 metres. Yeah, it's probably the second last furlong. It gave it a bit of a nudge, but then his horses came past him. I don't think they were showing too much intent. That was my read on it, that trial anyway. I'm just going to say, with the shallowness of this field, I, I did keep looking at the trail, and I was neither here nor there with it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah had Bradley? Te- we had a text about Logan Street Lion too, Brad, um, a listener giving him a chance, and yeah, he, he certainly wouldn't shock uh, fresh. Is no, anyone he, making a case for the Victorian so risque? He's been well back. Yeah. Yeah, he comes out of a high rating race there in Melbourne last time and closed off really strongly. So I wouldn't be sort of talking you out of it. Uh, Logan Street Lions trial well enough and maps to get a good run as well. He's really well exposed, though, I would think. But, um, yeah, good good little race. But, uh, yeah, look, I think Robusto is the one that's just going to get the lovely run again here. Um, you know, it's hard to say, isn't it, at the end of the day. I mean, I can talk about this potential bias, but until you see a race or two, you can't stamp it, and uh, but if it does play the way I expect it, he could be very, very hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, real pu- puzzle that race. I, I wouldn't talk anyone off a ledge with any horse uh, as far as uh, backing one. So yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit confusing, guys, to say the least. Uh, Darren, uh, will you be giving Dalalart a motivational talk before the ninth yeah. race uh, from Craig and? Another listener asking about Dalalat as well. Looks like the feet issues are sorted uh, with Big D. What's the story, Darren? Uh, and what race is he in? Your your he's horse in and your part own? Yes. Yeah, race nine, number two. Here he is now. He's going that well. He's going to carry top weight in a benchmark 88. It's a uh, small field. When I saw Dipsy Doodle uh, first come up, she nominated for three different races, and this is the one she's going with. Sort of hoping she would have gone somewhere else because she's the one I'm most worried about, uh, Dipsy Doodle. I think she's flying at the trials. And we're just 52 on her back. I think she's the leader. I think she'll press on on the outside, come across and lead this field up and give a really, really good sight carrying the 52. Without Kobe's son, just a little bit worried about him from that wider gate. I know it's only a small, small field, but, gee, he takes some winding up and he's trying the 1,200 metres for the first time. And with James McDonald on, I think you're just taking a little bit under the odds. I thought there would have been uh, not so much between our Kobe son and Dipsy Doodle in the market. But looking at the speed here, um, Collett will come out of the gates and try and get forward on Dalalat. I don't think he'll quite have the speed of Dipsy Doodle, but if he can get right on her heels going into the first turn... I think Daladar will give a really good sight. Love it. Davo, what are you saying in race nine? I'm saying fair track, our Kobe son wins. Um, I think he he showed the other day with his last 100 metres that 1,200 is going to be just cherry ripe for him. And I think the only thing that, that really probably beats him is the track and because he's not going to find the fence and if it is playing that way. Otherwise, I think it's pretty open. I'm, I'm, I must admit I'm not as 
not as hot on Dipsy Doodle as, as Darren. I can see it is trialling well, but I'm a little bit surprised they're at 1,200 fresh here. I've never gone to 1,200 in her life, and here she is, first up since May at 1,200 metres. It just seems a bridge too far for mine, and I'm, I'm a little bit surprised they didn't pick the 1,100 metre race, but saying that, 52 kilos on her back is definitely going to help, and if she finds the front and the rail, uh, might be hard to run down, but... Yeah, look, I, I think it's our Kobe son. If it's a fair track or if not, it's, it's up in the air a little bit. Mm. Uh, he's $1.90, is he, Hurls, our Kobe son? Yeah, and I don't think you'll get much better than that, to be honest with you. J-Mac Tax comes into play, Ange Davies. I mean, I love uh, Joe Pride. She's only a short half-head behind Ange Davies. just got a tremendous stride rate. Um, really good interview with Neil Breen the other week uh, on the Big Sports Breakfast Sunday edition. Just um, about her stable. She only wants X amount of horses, uh, almost a boutique stable. And when they go to the races, they are very hard to beat. So, yeah. Yeah, she does a good job. Five minutes until the multi will be released. Uh, we'll just touch on race three, the Canonbury beforehand text about traffic warden darren i know you would have seen that trial how how did he impress you there traffic warden at rose hill anything that worries me a little bit that he's a late entry for the race uh, the canterbury but i love the trial at rose hill on the 25th uh it showed me that all's going well he he chased home the good horse on debut at, at rose hill storm boy and he, he cut down a big margin margin to two and three quarters behind Stormboy that day and then went down to, to Caulfield and was able to win as an odds-on favourite at his next start. Uh, in regards to this, I like the trial of Enhance. I expect it's going to show plenty of speed. Fearless trialed well and uh, Prost has really been thumped out in both his trials. Just not sure... Uh, barrier one where, where Prost winds up, whether he can hold leaders back with the booking of Clark that certainly shows intent that they want to be right up there because he got well back in the breeder's plate. I'm going with Traffic Warden. I just like his style, but it's a very competitive race. Davo, I know two-year-olds, yeah. not your forte, but uh, you'd have something to say here. Yeah, look, I think Traffic Warden brings the, the best form into the race and he's, he's probably a little bit surprised he's not favourite here. Mm. Um Saying that, I say it with a, a little bit of intrepidation, just simply from, again, you know, I sound like a broken record, but I wanted to pot Prost and say, gee, looks under the odds, but if he's got gate one and that, that fence is on fire all of a sudden, you, you can't really be potting him um, because Traffic Warden's drawn off the track and not going to find that position. So fair track. I think Traffic Warden's very, very hard to beat. Fence in run and could be in a world of pain. I concur with you, Brad. I'm surprised Traffic Warden's not favourite. Um, a bit more racing experience. That was an easy kill down at Caulfield. Even though the length, the margin is two, just under two and a half lengths behind Stormboy, I actually thought it was a very, very good run. So it's currently 340. He got to 3.50 this morning after opening up at 3.30. But yeah, Prost, you know, it's a gain Adrian factor is obviously a, a big one. And um, yeah, recent trials were, were good as well. So yeah, 280 currently. I don't think there'll be much change, but then again, it wouldn't surprise me if Traffic Warden uh, narrowed that gap as far as the market is concerned. Yeah, I'll stick my nose in. I think he might get the job done here, Traffic Warden. Just think he's he's got that... I know the Waterhouse Bot Horse will be ready to go, but he's got the recent race form, uh, residual fitness, and uh, I like that trial. I like Nash. Yeah, I think 340 is probably fair enough, guys. 
mm. about him here. He should just park one one, Davo, or what does Nash do from barrier four? Do you think? Yeah, maybe uh, somewhere in probably yeah, just midfield, trying to get a good spot, one out, one back, as you said, and, and peeling to the middle. Um, yeah, he's going to be hard to beat. Uh, normally, that sort of breeders forms not crash up this year. It's a bit better than the normal, um, but uh, yeah, I just think he. He's got the recent racing as well and the lovely tick-over trial. He looks hard enough to beat, doesn't he? And he, as Hill said, might start that little bit shorter. Mm. Guys, uh, the multi will be uh, live in a couple of minutes, so we better go through our legs, Hills. Just to tell you what, haven't we, haven't we worked um, Dicko to the ground with this? Uh, He's up to the task. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's been about 17 emails. Well, Davidson just throwing curveballs this week, wanting to get wide. And, uh, uh, okay. Anyway. okay, we asked the question and it was answered. All right, so we're going race three, number one, Traffic Warden. Race four, number two, Malkovich. Race five, number three, Celerity. And race eight, number seven, Salt Coats. It's short today, uh, only $3, but uh, Little Fish are sweet. Maximum bet of $50. You'll find it under today's offers, uh, sports and today's offers on the website, or just racing and racing offers on the tab app. It'll be open in 90 seconds time. Outstanding. How does it look to you today, Darren? He's just our gone. multi... <coughs> our multi... Been yeah, making a couple of... Given, yeah, I was attempting to. Uh, given the, the, the Sorry, small mate. fields, <laughs> given the small fields, uh, we should be safe. I guess uh, as long as Malkovich can keep going in a field of seven, you'd like to think he can at least hang on for top four. Yep, yeah. it looks like uh, free money today. There you go, you heard it first. The <laughs> that. Free money. Lindell, just <laughs> aggressive there. I don't know. I've seen this. Uh, I've seen Hurls. Things go wrong before, but let's hope. Uh, let's hope, guys. Um, let's now do our early crows for Rose Hill this week, boys. On Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, don't worry. Cause it's never too early. The early crow. <laughs> well, Davo, this is your baby, so explain to our Radio Tab listeners um, what goes on here with our early crows. Yeah, basically we brought this in to make a fool of ourselves and try to predict the future and uh, and then next week we get to look back and say how bad we were normally. But, um, yes, we basically make a crow or make a statement about the race day ahead. It's got to be, uh, you know, a view on what's going to happen and then we obviously reflect back the, the last, uh, the next week and go through how we went the week before and have a bit of a laugh about it. The, just for the listeners out there, the Radio Tab listeners that that aren't part of it. I'd just like to do in on the, the best or the worst early crow we've had in the, the year we've been doing it. Last year on Cab Everest Day, uh, Andrew Hurley decided that uh, his early crow would be, uh, there would be a protest in the Cab Everest. So that one went down like a lead balloon and uh, never happened. I'll tell you what, as I said, there was a moment there, I forget who it was, I think it was uh, whoever ran fourth, and I'll tell you what, for a moment there, I thought they might fly one in here. But my reasoning behind that, it's about the 15th time I've explained it, because <laughs> the radio tab uh, listeners wouldn't have heard, you're talking about a sprint race with, you know, what's the richest turf race in the world. Something goes wrong, the price money difference is massive, so, you know. You thought they might be just sort of, you know, treading that fine line, Hells. I understand. 100%. I understand. Well, let, let's have a it's not listen. as stupid as people suggested, honestly. <laughs> let's just have a listen to it for old time's sake. Here, we, here it is. I'm suggesting that there will be a protest in the Everest. 
Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll be laughing next week at a lot of you if, uh, if that's the case. Oh, it, was, it, got a, it got a reaction, didn't it, Hells? <laughs> that crow. <laughs> As I said, uh, there was some uh, there was some basis behind it. Oh no, we're not about it. Oh, I, I actually go on, David. I love the butter up as well after it. I'll be the one laughing next week, don't you, Laurie? <laughs> oh, word. And we're still laughing six months on. Oh, it hasn't been that long, to be fair. Um, but that was a beauty. Well, mate, what have you got for us this week? Uh, oh, actually, we'll we'll rehash last week. Firstly, how did you go last week, Hills? Uh, no good. <laughs> a bad run, actually. I can't even remember what it was. But it was wrong. Uh, it was. It wasn't a horse uh, Almania to to run a drum. Yeah, I do what? It wasn't a bad run. Got too far back, and it's actually hit the line all right. I'll be following it. And get a nice price again next start too. All right. Well, speaking of early crows and bad runs, um, El Marlo down the gurgler last week with high blue seas. I thought I'd be sailing high blue seas. Well, my <laughs> ship wrecked. And I'm mm. at the bottom, so no good from me. Darren Flindell, how did you go last week? Yeah, that was a nice stitch up, wasn't it? <clears throat> With high blue seas, my goodness. So oh. I was in the pocket from the 800 metres and never saw the light of day. Handkerchief. At least you had an excuse. I was making a case for Ung Pao. It went forward and ran last. What a putrid performance. My uh, my early crow was a disgusting call. <laughs> oh, Darren, just ruthless to himself there. I. I said it once at Kembler in a race when I called him Darren, and power went pop. And unfortunately, he uh, he did on the weekend. But he, you know what? To his defence, that horse he he's had a few issues, I think, in his career, and it, it's mm. a shame because he's got ability, but no cigar <coughs> for the Flindell last week. What about you, Davo? Can you, can you write this wreck? Well. Well, I, I've had a bit of a run lately, so I took the soft option last week to try to keep the streak going and just said that Switzerland would drift from his price of $2.40, started $2.80, so get in. Davo rescues us <coughs> with one. All What's right. going on with this multi today? Well, we were, yeah, we were, I think... What do you mean? There's been an issue. Well, your bet has not been placed. Bet exceeds maximum allowed at $25. The price is three dollars. Yeah, I think someone's that... uh, someone's. Yeah, look, gee, okay. Um, but it's definitely supposed to be fifty. Uh, let me get on to it. Oh, is there any point though, Hells? Now because nah, it's just going to be a, that, that, oh, yeah. is, that is an error though. Um, we we were it was going to be it should be a max bet of fifty guys. So I apologise. Yeah, um, that, yeah that's I, an error. I sincerely apologise about that. But that's um, okay. Um, everyone makes an error from time to time. Well, Hells, what's your crow this week? All right, pretty confident on this one. I think both the early quaddy and also the main quaddy, you'll get a rancid dividend, less than $160. So, uh, yeah, if you like your quaddies, I do not think it'll be paying healthy today. Okay, nice one, Hill. So less than 160 for the quaddy, Andrew Hurley. What about for yourself, Davo? I'm going to go on the theme that I've been banging on about all day, about the six-metre rail. So I'm going to say at least... Half of the winners on the program will settle on the fence during the race. You know, I'm not. I'm not talking about the, the straight because they can they can stay on the fence and then peel off in the straight. I'm just saying when they settle down at the 800 meter mark in the run, at least five of them, five of the winners on the day will, will settle on the fence. 
five. This is almost like my um, upgrade call a couple of weeks ago. Of course, half the winners will come from on the fence. They always do. <laughs> Darren, I'm going for six or seven in a row on the early oh. break streak. So leave does me he alone, loves protecting his average, doesn't he? He's one of these sort of blokes that would just, uh, you know, they're eight or nine fast. Uh, in the cricket, and he's sitting on yeah, 26 not well, out. Hang on. He just blocks it and waits till the uh, tail ender gets out. Well, Dave, if, yeah. if, if you want to carry on with this nonsense, at least have some balls and go more than five. I mean, no, go I'm, go seven or eight winners. You're saying yes. it's going to be a massive bias. <laughs> five winners. I'm, I'm not going to be talked into losing this streak, Mark. Wait, they're tiny, they're, they're tiny fields. They'll, nothing will be off the fence. No, I'm sticking with my guns here. I'm, I'm, I'm protecting a record, and I am, really. I will concede that uh, if it was Josh Hazelwood the other day and I'm at the other end, I'd be just tickling one around the corner, first ball, just for one, and give Josh Hazelwood five balls to look at. Oh, that's a weak crow from Davidson. Very, very disappointing. Darren, what are, what are you going to do? No, no, we're still at uh, maximum 25. I think uh, I've obviously scared them, didn't I, when I yelled out free money? Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's your fault, Flindell. They, they thought, oh, no, we better wind it off to 25. Oh, um, the listeners are not happy. Yeah, <laughs> it's not much money now, but what little there is, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> Our multi will salute. Yeah. Oh, that's the, that's the crow. Our multi will win. Love it. Yes. Mine. I'm going to say... Big D. I'll, I'll take up the mantle with Big D, Darren. Oh, here we go. He'll, right. run, he'll run in the Quinella today, the big fella. I'll say Delalart to run top two. I think he's flying. I think he can park in a good position on the map. And uh, I just think he's tried and true, and he'll run a good race, so that's mine. Uh, and those Thank are you all... for your support. Uh, it's a pleasure, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, <laughs> so he's paying three forty a slot there. So there you go, three forty a hole. Yep. Oh, of oh. course, it's only uh, the two dividends, so, uh, first oh. and second, but three forty. That's okay. Mm. Davo, what's your best for Rose Hill today? I just think French Endeavour. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. You know, I think there's little queries around a lot of the, the shorter ones, so I'm happy to just be on French Endeavour at the, at the good odds today and, and play that way on the sort of best at odds sort of basis you know I think she runs really well and and she's got the low draw she's got the lovely trials she's got good form mark preparation I think you can poke holes in the form of the few of the opposition that are shorter than her in the market so French Endeavour there my best at Rose Hill today in the last. You liked one in Melbourne today too. Look I thought uh, there were a few down there that were hard to beat Anita looks well placed uh, the, the win before a break was outstanding and the lovely jump out in between runs and you know, Midtown Boss and Jimmy Starr both look hard enough to, to roll later in the day. Um, but, yeah, I thought Anita was probably the, the figure of the three. But, um, look, again, they're all pretty well found. But, um, yeah, I thought I thought they were the three down there in Melbourne. Darren, you got a best for us? I went traffic warden in race three at the price. I had to say I thought this might be a lot shorter in the market. And it's holding up around the 340, 350. So I think Traffic Warden is a is a good bet. Um, I guess we're doing the promotion, are we? Money back, oh, sorry, bonus bet back on, on second or third there. I, I couldn't see it missing top three. Mm. Oh, gee, uh, guys, sorry, I'll just interrupt. Ahead. We have updated that to $50 now. So thanks to Nick oh. Wood at the tab there. Just flicked in an email. And, as usual, I get things done. Pronto. You oh. are a man of action, aren't you? <laughs> Let me, just get, let me put this to the test, though. 
Ah, man. yes. Yes, good man. Right, there next problem sorted. Free <laughs> money. <laughs> Flindell's happy now. <laughs> Thanks to the traders uh, for sorting that because, gee, I'm... There's uh, an uproar here via the, the text line. Um, goes to show it's popular, isn't it, Hells? How's, how's it going? Um, what are we up to there? Yeah, it's flying. I can't reveal figures, but you probably only get uh, another five minutes out of it if you're lucky. But just to be fair to the guys at Tabmo, they work their tails off. There's so many markets these days, and oh, exactly. uh, you know, they do a great job with the promotions and stuff. So They do. Uh, please, please be a little bit forgiving. Oh, of course, mate. And a reminder, it is a promotion, guys. Um, this is... Um, you know, it shouldn't be expected. Uh, we enjoy doing it. We're glad that the traders can can do it. But um, I hope that uh, it just gives everyone that bit of an interest today. And I think it is fantastic. So um, good luck if you're taking it. And uh, let's hope that we can we can get the job done this week, boys. Um, we might wrap it there, Hurls. Um, uh, yeah, no, can I just jump in for one, uh, just an opinion on a horse. It's $31.00. A horse, I mentioned it this morning with Duff and Brad Gray. Um, Man in the Mirror was resuming from a, a long spell at Wyong last start, uh, and the market suggested it was soft in the market late, so it obviously needed the run. It wasn't too bad. It, you know, it's obviously up in class, but if you look back uh, last year, it was racing against lots of Giga Kick, Jacano, Marquez, uh, all both beaten, but they've obviously got a little bit of a, an opinion on it. I just thought... Um, yeah, it's now $26 and $5. Anyone give it any chance at all? I'm not a Thanks fan of the, the horse, to be honest. No, I'm not a fan of the horse, uh, to What's be honest. Right? Not really, not really, but saying that, you know, at those sort of odds, I'm not going to go on pot because if it, if it wins, I won't hear the end of it from Hurls for 73 no, you years. So. Gee, you're well, really... it is drawn, it's drawn the fence, gate one. There you yeah, go. Exactly. It'll be one of the five it. today. Mm. Exactly. I'm just. I'm just glad. Actually, I've got to give uh, our man Hills a little rap because uh, I did sort of allude in our in our WhatsApp chat last week that it'd be nice if Hills stopped uh, finding her horses that settle 73 lengths last in our multi every week. So you've gone and put a leader in this week. So that's good. Good that he yeah, uh, learned from feedback. Yeah. No. But <laughs> give yourself a rap. Don't do it because it's not because you said that. I can assure you. Uh, what I did retort with was that there's some races where they just go mad in front, so it's set up to the back. Mm. I'll take your point. I know, I know you're so anti-horses coming from the back, and it's, you know there's probably some, uh, some merit to it, but I don't have that as a hard and fast rule. Mm. Uh, some people reporting they're having trouble getting the extra $25 <clears throat> on with the multi, so all I can say, guys, it's, it's a, uh, it was a mistake when the market was posted. It should have been a max bet for 50 it was a mistake, and we apologise. That's all we can say on the matter. Um, if you, you can't get the extra on, do apologise. Yeah, you've got uh, two minutes of... Uh, it's still open, uh, so they should yeah, be able to, Hurls. If they've only had 25 on, they should be able to reload if they wish to. Yep, yep, 100%. So, um, yeah, as you said, do apologise. Everyone makes a mistake. It's not intentional, but uh, if you can get on, that's great. Boys, have a great Saturday. All right. You too. Good calling, See you Darren. Guys. Cheers, thanks, guys. Yes, we'll be back again to do it all again next week. Unless we get cancelled because of this multi. <laughs> See you, boys.